This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's the one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com for promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And we're finally brought to you by our own app, the SGPN app. Don't forget to download the SGPN app at the App Store or Google Play Store today. All right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Sherman. I'm Ryan Solo tonight. And you might be wondering where my uh, co-host, Boston Capper, is. Well, he's about 17 margaritas and gin and tonics deep because it is his birthday today. So go wish him on Twitter a very happy 75th birthday for that old guy. So uh, we'll talk about the Olympics with him uh, tomorrow. I had a outstanding weekend uh i think i've i've had a hunch that xander was going to win the olympics for a couple weeks now so i bet a pre-tournament that came out with aces and uh had a couple other things go my way too so yeah my bankroll is doing pretty good ahead of the wgc so but uh we have a regular pga tour stop well not a regular pga tour stop we got a wgc it's a great field and a kind of a you know Average vanilla golf course, but we'll get to that later. Why don't we start with the field? Who's actually playing this event? So a lot of guys played the Olympics last week, and they're flying over to play the WGC. Basically, they just got to tee up in order to get a free paycheck. I think that's why most of them are here. So obviously, got Xander Shoffley, who won in Tokyo last week. Let's see if we can carry the momentum. You got Justin Thomas, Kyle Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Reed. Lots of heavy hitters uh, in that list. Uh, who can win a WGC? I think of those, you got one, three, four, six, eight. You got 10 WGC wins between just that list alone. And we'll talk about the guys who tend to win WGCs. You know, it's for me, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys recover from playing in hot, oppressive Tokyo weather and then flying 18 hours east to play in hot, oppressive weather conditions in Memphis. You know, we'll see how much energy they got. But I think the guys to watch um, are the guys who are going to be fresh coming in uh, to this event. And when you think about horses for course about TPC Southwind, you tend to think of three names. You got Dustin Johnson, who's won this event twice. You got Brooks Koppel, who won the WGC in 2019. He's got a couple of our top tens who's named it the uh, course, too. And you got Daniel Berger, who's won twice at TPC Southwind. Uh, and those are his first two wins of his career. So. Uh, I think DJ is 18 to 1 to win the tournament. Kapka is the tournament favorite, 12 to 1. You got Daniel Berger, I think, at about 25 to 1. He's getting a lot of steam. So, you know, we'll see if these guys can, uh, you know, match their previous greatness at this place or if someone else wins. You know, and then a couple of other big names in the field. You got Patrick Cantlay, Bryson Shambo, who's come out the positive COVID test that kept him out of the Olympics. Uh, we'll see if he actually gets cleared in time to play. Yeah, Louis Weezan is still looking for his first one in the U.S. soil. Got Scotty Shepard is looking for his first PGA Tour win ever. And he got Jordan Spieth, who has actually never won a WGC. It's kind of interesting the fact that he's, you know, kind of over whatever at these formats. So um, if you go to my article on sportsgamingpodcast.com, got a link for the full field. You can check out everybody else uh, that are, that's playing in Memphis this week. 
Let's take a quick break. Let's talk about WinBet. You know, so are you ready to win and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. They're bringing the excitement of Las Vegas to online sports betting casino play. They got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, and more. They have great promos and odds and payouts are happening right now. Win bet from boosted parlays, live in-game odds in every major sport. They have what you need. Are you ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free 500-hour sports bet. Download Bet Win. Then download the Win Bet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. So let's move on to the golf course. And if you've been a fan of me for quite some time. I've, I've written extensively about the fact that I think this is a sham event. Like this is nothing to do with the children's hospital or the city of Memphis. You know, I mean, they're very defensive about this tournament. The children's hospital is great. I've already donated to the children's hospital. Like I do every year, you know, just for this week. Um, the fact of the matter is just to say it bluntly, the FedEx stole this event and they were tired of having a rinky dink event before the U S open. They want a bigger field. They want FedEx's name out in front of the world with a good winner and they basically hijacked the Bridgestone and Broad's TVC Southwind. So I'm not going to spend some more time railing about it. If you want to see me complain and airing my grievances about it, there's plenty of content on the website. So let's just focus just on the golf course itself. And the golf course itself is, it's fine. I mean, it's a typical TVC. It's in immaculate condition, but it's kind of boring. The, there's nothing really special about the land. A lot of the holes go they're basically shaped about the same you got narrow fairways tree line fairways you know lots of bunkers lots of water uh some of the course even runs through a office park you know that's a popular joke about people doing their tps reports and they can see rory McIlroy during the eagle putt on number three from their office cubicle so i mean it is what it is like you know some of the greens have some interesting contours to it you know, some good shaping allows for some decent pin positions there. Uh, there's some runoff areas with some type of Bermuda lies. But overall, this is a very bland vanilla golf course. It's not the worst course on the PGA Tour. Definitely not the best. Um, the fact that we're having a WGC of supposedly the best of the best uh, golf has to offer at kind of an average course is what it is. But you know, you, you're not here to hear me complain about this event. Uh, you're here to hear about what should you focus on? So, uh, as far as agronomy, uh, the greens and the rough are Bermuda. It's two and a half inch Bermuda, which we'll talk about how that impacts where you want to look, uh, as far as attributes you want to look for later. Ferris is always just like at Kasuma Gaseki last week. Uh, the greens are about 4,300 square feet in area, which is kind of on the small side of the PGA Tour. Uh, they also run about 11 and a half to 12 in the centimeter. That's about average for PGA Tour. So, it's going to be about average moving. Bermuda greens uh, on scorecards, about 7,300 yards is par 70. Two par fives are pretty gettable. Number three is 550 yards, but there's a large water hazard to the right. So if you're going to miss there, you have to miss left and then try to get up and down for a birdie. Um, it, the water doesn't come into play on the off the tee though. It's really just the approach that you got to worry about. Um, on hole number 16, it's only 540 yards, but you have to hit the fairway. Otherwise you're going to be in the trees. You're probably punching out for your second. That's a hole you absolutely have to birdie. Like, it's 540 yards. There's no excuse for a PGA Tour pro not to birdie that hole. That's a scoring opportunity there. You have to be able to convert. Uh, the par threes aren't overly long. Uh, most of them are going to play between 150 and 200 yards throughout most of the tournament. Uh, the 14th 
can play as long as 240 yards, but it's probably going to play about 210. That's probably going to be the longest part three they'll see all week. Um, <clears throat> they've customized the yarders to play, you know, mostly like you know, between 175 and 190 in two holes. The other two are about 150 to 160. Uh, there's water on three of them. You got water that comes to play in number four. Uh, the water hazard to the left of the green. The 11th is kind of like their version of like the island green with water kind of in back and in front. And then the 14th, uh, basically the green is pitched from left to right. You got a water hazard left, basically a, a left to right, uh, shot shape works for there. I mean, overall, like just this golf course is just fine. Like I mentioned, well, let's take in our break. Talk about prop swap. Uh, it's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season about to kick off and prop swap is here to make you this your best season ever with prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, the Atlanta Falcons are 80 to win the win Super Bowl and have one of the easiest transit schedules in the league. If you think they'll get to a hot start, make that 80 to 1 bet before the season and then sell them for a big profit after only a couple weeks. And then hopefully, maybe they get up to a 4 0 start. You can cash in big. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave for yourself. Uh, some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. So how about betting strategies? Where's my head as far as what I'm going to be looking for? Well, there's, there's th- I'm breaking this into three different parts. Let's start with just the circumstances on the calendar when this event is. So we're just coming off the Olympics, and I mentioned a lot of big names, a lot of heavy hitters that, Otherwise, we have a great chance of winning this tournament. Flying over from Tokyo, it's an 18-hour flight. They just played in muggy, hot, steamy, uncomfortable 90 to 100 degree temperatures all weekend. And now they have a quick turnaround, fly halfway across the world to Memphis, and then play again in hot, sticky, oppressive Memphis summer heat. I mean, to me, that doesn't sound great. Like, there has to be some fatigue. And even if there isn't fatigue. I don't think we really know of these guys, how fast they're going to bounce back. So I'm a little gun shy trying to invest pre-tournament into some of these players. I got to think that like, you know, I, I don't think we can accurately predict. I think you got to throw the stats out the window with those guys. And the fact that we don't know where, what shape they're going to be coming in. Those are guys are probably going to look at the live bet. You know, maybe if they got to a little bit of a slow start, but they're kind of in the mix. I might consider them, but I think most of our pre-tournament bets are going to be guys who are coming in fresh, you know, did not play last week, didn't have to step on a plane, travel halfway across the world. I, I think that's where pre-tournament, um, those are where my bets are going to be for those. Maybe in matchups, I might fade a couple of the guys who I just don't like in general for this golf course against somebody who might be fresh. Um, if I'm going to lay capital on some of the guys who played at the Olympics last week, it's probably going to be positional props just to start, and then we'll see how it goes, and maybe I'll bet them outright um, before the uh, before the weekend. Let's take another break and talk about Paramount+. Plus. It's a summer soccer continues on Paramount+. Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy Serie A, Argentina's Premier Division, Brazil Rally League, the NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF Qualifiers, featuring the stars of the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. 
It's the beautiful, it's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Best be part of the excitement and as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's games lives here on Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. Let's get back to betting strategies. Let's talk about just like attributes and types of players I'm going to be looking at to try and match with this golf course. Well, one of the things I like doing, I like going to data golf, like free plug, and they have the relative, relative skill set chart of like what the guys towards the top of leaderboards at TBC Southwind, what they tend to do best. And it breaks into, you know, five categories approach around the green and putting. Well, driving distance and putting, there's not a whole lot of correlation of guys towards top. In fact, a lot of shorter hitters have done very well at TPC Southwind. I mean, most of this data has been compiled pre-WGC, and that tended to attract a different style of player. I don't really take much of the driving distance. I'm not think, saying that, like, like, distance is a disadvantage here. It's never a disadvantage. So, but I'm just going to disregard it. I think a long hitter, a short hitter, they, they're about on equal footing here. The things that pop out, though, as far as importance, is dri- let's start with driving accuracy. And that stands out pretty big as far as something that's usually uh, more important than average. And that's always a dangerous stat to kind of rely on. It misses a lot of context. Like, for example, did a guy miss the fairway, but it's in the intermediate rough? Or uh, was it more advantageous to sacrifice distance or sacrifice accuracy for distance on a hole? Or was it overseeded rough? Like, maybe the rough was... You know, the penalty for missing the fairway wasn't as high. Like, the ball sitting up. It didn't really matter. You kind of blasted over the yard. But I think at TBC Southwind, it is actually very important at the fairway here. I think this is one of the rare tournaments where actually I'm going to be looking at. And it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is always the fairways. Uh, like we talked about last week at Kasumi Gaseki, the ball sits kind of on a TM Zoysia. So, and what that does is a lot of people tend to think, like, all right, well, you know, if, if you give a pro ball in the fairway, then it kind of levels the playing field. Well, that's actually not the case. Like, a better ball striker in a perfect lie is going to take advantage of those conditions more and separate himself than an average or mediocre one. So, hitting the fairway is important, and then having the ability to have great ball striking with the irons is going to be really premium, you know, paramount this way. And the two is the, is the Bermuda rough. Like, that's two and a half inches, but the ball just sinks right to the bottom in Bermuda rough. It's hard to get club face on it. It's hard to keep it control. Even for a stronger player, it's it's hard to hack out of Bermuda rough here. So uh, it's not the water hazards that's really my main concern as far as driving accuracy. It's more just about the fact that it's Bermuda rough. It's hard to hit out of, and just hitting from Zoysia, it really is an advantage. Um, I, th- I think what's going to determine like where the um, you know how good iron play is this week is how firm the greens are. You know, if, if the greens are going to be soft, kind of makes them a dart, dartboard, it, that tends to kind of shrink the gap between better ball strikers and worse ball, worse ball strikers. But, uh, you know, looking at the weather, it doesn't look like they received a whole lot of rain late recently. They're not going to get a whole lot of rain leading up to the tournament. So this might play pretty firm. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to favor a better ball striker to have better spin control. They can hold some of these greens. You know, the greens can run pretty crispy here if it gets a little firm <clears throat> so that's something we'll be looking for and then the other thing that the relative skill set chart on data golf says it promotes is good scrambling and I, I don't buy that as much i think that is more indicative of weaker fields at tpc southwind before the wgc gc world here because the type of players they got 
at the FedEx St. Jude Classic before it became a WGC are the average to below average PGA Tour players. And those guys are just not as good of a ball strikers as the premium players who didn't come to this place. They tend to stay on tour by good scrambling, good putting. That's how they retain their PGA Tour card. And I think those are why, more frequently, those types of players tend to populate the top of the leaderboard. Not the fact that TBC Southwind is a place you have to scramble well. Now, if you look at the green and regulation rates, historically at this place, they're about PGA Tour average. It's not like everybody's missing the greens, so it becomes an up-and-down contest. There is some type Bermuda lies around some of the greens. That makes it kind of tough to chip off of. I guess that's the way to go. Um, but overall, if you're not a very good scrambler, well, it's not ideal. It's it's not going to be a game changer for me. Let's take one last break to give you two other uh, things you should know about. So make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SJPN for a free $25. That's uh, right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SJPN. Then lastly, download our app, the SJPN app uh the app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts and don't forget to toss us a review and download the sjpn app today so a couple other things i want to leave you with before i sign off for the night is um let's talk about bermuda uh grass and there's a lot of databases out there that will give you good information about performance in different environments whether winning conditions grass types etc what you need to be careful of is when you go look for Bermuda stats, and you have to keep in mind that while a golf course may naturally be Bermuda, you know, you just Google it and it just says it, when the PGA Tour rolls through there, it's not Bermuda. The Bermuda is dormant, and then it's overseeded. It plays more like a bank poem mix type place. And and unfortunately, when you checkmark the Bermuda uh, box, it'll give you a lot of golf courses that don't, that don't play Bermuda and are going to play differently and putt differently. And it's so like, it's an important metric, maybe not for me, but for a lot of people to really hone in on like the strokes game putting stats on different surfaces. So I'm going to go through the list right now for everybody and tell you what golf courses were true Bermuda. They can actually get accurate uh, strokes game stats on pure Bermuda. So Bay Hill, um, that used to be overseeded. I think for the last 10 years, they switch over into a different, uh, strain of Bermuda. That's one you can comfortably use as, uh, for your putting performance on Bermuda. Country Club of Jackson with the Sanderson. That's pure Bermuda. Congaree where they had Palmetto Bermuda. Eastlake is actually an excellent golf course cop to use this week because not only do they have Bermuda, but they also have the thick Bermuda rough. There's a lot of crossover between who does well here and who does well at Eastlake. Um, you have um, why is Pebble Beach on this list? That, that doesn't make any sense. That's that's Poa. That's they should probably take that off. Uh, Kapalua, uh, that's a completely different golf course in this place. T to Green, but if you're just someone who wants to look at the putting stats, those are Bermuda Greens. You got Port Royal. I don't think they have strokes gain stats. So that's probably not useful. Quail Hollow is on this list. That's interesting. So in 2017, that's when they started changing the golf course to be. A different strain of Bermuda that could um, basically grow when they play the Wells Fargo in May. Now, a lot of Wells Fargo Quail Hollow data is with overseed. So I think if you're going to use Quail Hollow, probably just include the PJ Championship in 2017. Um, I know this year, though, I think it was overseeded 
Tita Green, Bermuda Roth, or Bermuda Greens. So use more recent quail hollow history, not the older stuff. Uh, sea Island's a great one to use. That's all Bermuda. Sedgefield, obviously, for the Wyndham, that's Bermuda. Um, the Concession, again, that's uh, that's the a Bermuda golf course and a WGC. Same thing with Doral. Um, you can use, obviously, TBC Southwind in this place. You can use Wildlife, too. So those are probably the golf courses I would look at for just Bermuda stats. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is just like where my bets are going to be pre-tournament. And it's fun to... Bet a long shot, you know, have that 75 to one guy come down the stretch. And, uh, you know, the problem though, is when you look at who wins WGCs, it's not really the long shots. It's most of the favorites. And, and I think of it as if you give premium players four guaranteed rounds, well, the worst rounds in general are, are going to have a higher floor overall and their best rounds are going to have a big ceiling. So it's no wonder that 18 of the last 21 WGC winners, not, not the match play, because that's kind of a random, that's a random event. 18 of the last 21 stroke play uh, WGC winners have been at least 41 or better. Like, they're the best of the best. You got Morikawa, you got Reed, you got JT, Kapka, DJ, Rory, like all those guys, Xander even. He was 40 to 1 when he won the WGC HSBC. And then 15, and then 15 to less 21 had odds 31 or better, and nine to less 21 had odds 15 to better. And before 2014, Tiger Woods won them all because he just was the best player and the most opportunities to basically maximize the ceiling. So while there's a lot of interesting names past 40 to 1 this week, I will not be on them pre-tournament. I will probably wait to live bet them, see if they make some noise, and then make a judgment call from there. But my pre-tournament bets are gonna be. Basically, it's the elite, and I'm sorry that's boring. I'm sorry that's shock. I'm sorry that's not exciting. I'm not going to get on here to this week and say, oh, bet 150 to 1 Max Homer or something. Not going to do it. It's going to be guys that win equity or at least shown the form to you know that they can actually win, even if they haven't won. It's going to be premium players. It's, I, I'm going to be smart with the bets, and I will probably save – you know, if there's someone I like down the card, I'll see how they get off. And if I can grab them at a decent number on Thursday or Friday, I'll probably do that. And then I'm going to wait and see how the guys coming back from Tokyo start. And if they can get through Thursday, maybe if they're, you know, in the mix, but like a few back, maybe I can get them at like 20, 25 to one or so. Add that to the betting card. And then as far as guys, I'm going to bet return it. It's like I said, it's going to be the lead. I'm probably going to have maybe three or four just to start and go in no pass 40 to one. So, so that's it. That's the uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational Preview. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the DFS and uh, pick show with Boston Capper, hopefully back from his hangover. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll debrief about the Olympics real quick. We'll debrief about both our weekends. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So, Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.